three, two, one. And welcome back to another episode of Sigmund's Cafe. Brandon Q. And I'm Dominic. And what, what are we doing this week? We're talking about The Prince. By? Niccolo Machiavelli. Also Tupac. Oh yeah, good point. Whoa, how did you know that? Like I said, in The Connoisseur of Connoisseurs, I don't particularly like music, but I respect the history. Tupac was a huge Machiavelli fan. He changed his name to that, didn't he? He did for an album. Right. Let's see, what are your impressions of The Prince? Well, I think that the title is misleading. It should be called The King. I think it should be called The Bitch. Oh, wow. So a couple weeks ago, I saw that you have The Prince at the top of your bookcase. Yes, I do. And I was thinking, I wonder if we're going to do that and look at us now. We're here doing yeah. The Prince. Your thoughts become things. And is that how you came to be? Did you just see it one day sleeping in your bed? You looked up and you saw it? Well, no. Oh. I was listening to a really great song and this great song just put me in the zone because it's 2021. I'm, I got a new perspective. I got a new mentality that right. I'm just unleashing out into the world. You want to go over that? Yeah. So I was listening to some Dua Lipa, you know, because I'm trying to crush it this year. Yep. And I was listening to her song, Don't Start Now, of course. And that just was like, yeah, I'm trying to fuck this shit up this year, you know? What do the lyrics say? About, what is that one about? It's basically like, you know, just don't get me agitated, man. Oh, don't start now? Yeah, like, don't start now. Oh, I thought it was, okay, I see. But anyways. Yeah, go on. It just made me, you know, it got me pumped up, you know? as all Rightfully Lupa, so. As all Dua Lupa music does. Right. It's fired up. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, you know what, man? Let's read some Niccolo Machiavelli. That's, that's what it? was yeah that's it yeah and then i didn't know that this book was completely different than i thought ah uh, yes i see what you're saying now it's a very egotistical book go on in the book talks about holding on to your power okay. and doing whatever you can to not lose it mm -hmm. it's a very weak mentality i see okay this is where that age-old question comes from you know it's better to be loved to be feared yep and what does he say? He says, ultimately, to be feared. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the dangers of coming to power and changing everything. Dude, he comes to power between the time when... So you know the Medici's, right? What's that? The, the Medici family of Italy? I don't know. They give them credit for all this art, this architecture. They basically were like the executive producers, if you will. Okay. Of Florence and all that art and Renaissance. Nice. 1494, the Medici family is out of Florence. This guy, Machiavelli, comes in and has some leadership for a while. Then, 1512, Medici's like, ah, right, we back <laughs> and get out. So he, the whole book, this just went through my mind like, oh, this guy's just upset that he lost his power. Oh. So he has this reputation of, oh, leadership and power and all this stuff but it's coming from a very weak place where he lost his power yeah he's just being a hater this topic matter it was hard for me to actually have an opinion why because i don't really i can't relate at all because it's you're about, just too good of a guy no nah, no nah, that's not it at all it's <laughs> he's talking about because it's written in the 1600s correct yeah I don't have power over a nation and I don't think I ever will. So it's hard for me to 
really relate to what he's talking about. All I can say is that this is just a book of self-reflection for him and how he should have done things better. Yeah, he sounded like he was whining the whole time. How could anyone perceive rep- his reputation as an evil person just from this? As you say, he sounds like a whiny bitch. Where could that have even started? Is it because of, do you think it's because of Tupac? Maybe. And what did Tupac like about That's it? That's what I'm seeing. That's what I was wondering too. What would Tupac find in connection with this guy? Because not the same at all. Like, uh, Machiavelli came from Florentine nobility, mm-hmm. so he basically was born and bred into royalty. And it was a given that, hey, you're going to be a prince one day. You're going to have power one day. So just hang out in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Tupac was black in America. Mm-hmm. Not the same. He, I don't know. I wonder what... I'm not even going to attempt to put words in Tupac's mouth because... Dude, Tupac was in prison when he... Read this, re- yeah. yeah. You think Machiavelli was like, yeah, I'm going to go to jail one day. No. No, nah, that would never happen. You know what? Maybe this goes back to kind of The Great Gatsby. Oh, man. Where people deem it as this classic oh, right. book. Because mm-hmm. even me, I always... I bought The Prince based off of... Others' interpretations? They said, oh, you know, Machiavelli is a, comes from, you know, Italy, Florence. That alone, having some tie to Florence, is good enough to have people check it out. Do we know if he wrote anything else? Yeah, he did. He had to have. Yeah, what else did he write that maybe got him this reputation? And where, when you say he's this evil man, who has been saying this? I'm curious where that started. Did, did the government control the media back then? Oh, yeah, big time, So dude. maybe they just spread that. And would it be before he was alive? or, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, before he lost his power or after he died did this reputation start? And I'm going to Google it. There's only two chapters where people can take something out of it and apply it to their own lives. Because mm-hmm. other than that, he's just explaining how nobility works. How you attain the power. Oh, you get it through the family you're born in. Or you can marry into it. All this stuff where it's like, I don't I don't care, guy. Yeah, he's pointing out the obvious. And he honestly just sounds like a nerd. <laughs> and we know you hate nerds. Niccolo Machiavelli is where the idea of does the end justify the means comes from. Yeah, so we were having trouble before understanding why he was evil. And that could be why. Because that's it's a total it's a fight between morality and what's the other morality and what well since it's uh he's talking about power of the state it's morality you can i think it was something about you can be immoral as long as the state is taken care of something along uh, those lines so basically like if you're in power you're gonna have to make these tough decisions exactly or you're gonna have to do whatever it takes to maintain this power that's more like it I okay because like you said he was kind of a little bitch who lost power yeah. So this book is kind of his self-reflection on mm, how to okay. keep how he should have kept it. In his mind, the priority is keep power, don't lose it. At all costs. Whoa. Okay. Now I'm starting to see why this guy see the way this guy thinks. Having said that, when he lost the power, it sounds like he just was a pushover. Yeah. So he's saying don't do that. <laughs> yeah, he's saying don't do what I did. Exactly. He never won. So he's giving advice on how to win, it sounds like. Right. Nah, dude. And well, he's taking his failures and turning it into something. Mm, I don't think he is. 
I think he's he's just taking it out on someone else. He's just bitter. He's just being bitter and wants the whole world to just pat him on the back. He wants his credit when he never really deserved it. Yeah, but he got it with this book. It's sad because that's the flip side of success. It's like the whole mentality of, I'm going to build the biggest building by knocking down all the other buildings. That's true. Instead of, hey, what do I got to do step by step to build the biggest building? So Machiavelli would say it's okay to step on others' backs to get to the top. Declare yourself the best and do whatever it takes that the best can't be challenged. Exactly. That's not the best. You're not number one. To be the best, you got to beat the best. Mm -hmm. LeBron James, hello? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If you want a title in this modern era, you're going to have to come through LeBron James to get it. (laughs) That's true. See, what else about this guy? Who? Oh, yeah. Here's a question. Who do you think is a modern Machiavelli? Could that? Could I don't Mach- want to say it because it's just too obvious and it's... Uh, Who is it? Not, nah, because I'm going to say it and then we're going to cut it out, all right? I don't know. No, you do know. No, I don't. It's Trump. You Really? You think so? Yeah. He was I don't born, think so. He was born into nobility with money. He got his power through exploitation and... Like, dude, it's obvious how he got mm. it. He he even said in the eighties. Oh wow! If I were to run for president, I would be I would be a Republican because they're idiots and won't dude, vote for anyone. You're right. So, and especially now because he had a term and he got voted out of his term. And now look at it. Oh yeah, he's been a little bitch. That's the thing with all these old books. I don't think they're like literature. They're just hey, let me write a rule book for politicians in the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They didn't even realize the idea of celebrity was going to overpower that. True. That's true, huh? <laughs> Imagine Machiavelli writing this, not knowing that Kim Kardashian could pick it up and totally apply it to her life. That's true, huh? Maybe she did. Maybe someone in her team was like, yeah, so I just did a rundown of this book that I think is really going to help our social media strategy. How would that... I, I could see that working, but... Right? I'm, I'm curious how it would be put into and you effect. know you know where it probably comes from chris jenner so wait if you were to actually apply the prince to social media how would you do it how would i apply the prince to social media oh i would start getting accounts banned is that what they did i would start i would start getting accounts flagged or whatever oh accounts that are bigger than yours yeah that are taking away so people are forced to go to your mm-hmm. oh it would basically be he, dude wait hold on a second did Nicola Machiavelli just create cancel culture? Mm. Hold on. Because if you're on top and to be on top. Oh, wow. That just processed. Wow. Right? So you're saying cancel culture is a Machiavellian thing? I think so. Whoa. So it's actually not about being woke. Dude, because look. It's about getting your power. Bro, because what happens every time some some successful happens to someone? Boom. Hey, go drop that juicy story that we got that we've been saving to take them down. And then and then, leave space for someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Cancel wow. culture is not nuke. Hey, sorry to tell you, wokes, but it doesn't come from you. It comes from Italy and Florence. <laughs> well put. Well put. And you know, it is a little bit interesting because great art came from Florence. Shout out to the David. Got a great piece on that guy. The David? Yeah, the David. Who's the David? This David statue. Oh, oh, oh. I yeah. See. I saw it in person. No big deal. Did you touch it? 
You're not allowed to. <laughs> Did you take a picture? Yeah, I got a picture. Did you get a picture, a selfie picture? Oh yeah, I got a great selfie picture. Okay, so the selfie picture I got, yeah. it's I, I'm pretty proud of it. It's okay. a selfie picture of me with my head to the side, and I'm kind of sticking my tongue out, and my tongue in the picture is licking like his butt. Oh, nice. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was your thing. You were sending us a bunch of weird photos of you. <laughs> yeah, it, I was doing that when I was in Italy. I'd go up to statues and basically eat out the butt. What was the one you did at the Coliseum? No, not at the Coliseum. It was in Verona. But didn't you do a, a really stupid one at the Coliseum that people <laughs> were? <laughs> oh yeah, people were staring at. So you? everyone at the Coliseum was basically they're taking a picture of hey, it's me at the Coliseum with the whole backdrop, and I was just like. I basically pretended I was at the Leaning Tower of Pisa. <laughs> and I was doing the hands thing. Oh, you know, to like make grab it, it? Yeah, to make it like stand up straight. And people were like, okay. This guy's an idiot. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, what right. the hell is he He's not in Pisa. What's he doing? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I, I remember really... you sent that to us with no context. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really, it makes you think, right? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like, what's this guy doing? Oh, wait, he's at the Coliseum? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that's a fun right. moment, dude. Yeah. Didn't you have a McDonald's ice cream cone that day too? That was at the actual Lean Tower oh, Pizza. Oh, okay. And that picture I specifically took with McDonald's. So it's me with the Lean Tower with Pizza in the background, me just chomping on a double cheeseburger. Oh, I thought you had an ice cream cone. <laughs> nah. Nah, I didn't do that there. Well, where did you get the ice cream cone? <sighs> ice cream cone, ice cream cone. Oh, no. I think some one of your friends that you went with had an ice cream cone. Yeah, I believe so. I just remember oh, yeah, an, they I, did. I remember an That's ice cream... That's popular there, ice cream cones. I just remember an ice cream cone being a pivotal part of the story when you told it. What happened with the ice cream cone? People get ice cream cones at the McDonald's there in Pisa, and then they pretend the Leaning Tower is the, the vanilla. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's what that's they do. That's what it is. And I saw okay. people doing it. I'm like, Psh, I'm not going to do that. That's basic. So you got a cheeseburger. I'm like, bro, I'm going to go get a cheeseburger and eat that in front of the tower. Nice. Yeah. That's a good... Okay, so you did a cheeseburger instead of an ice cream cone at the tower, and you did the 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 movement you were supposed to do at the Pisa Tower, you did at the Coliseum. Correct, yes. And then you ate out a bunch of statues' butts. Yeah, and specifically in Verona, where the story of Romeo and Juliet takes place, there's a statue of Juliet, and I went up to the statue, and it's a, tradi- it's a tradition for you to grab her breasts. Apparently, it's good luck. Wait, you actually can touch it? Like, yeah, you grab the breast and you take a picture. And then I did that. And then I said, hold on one second. I want one more. And then I turned around and <laughs> stuck my face in her box. <laughs> did you, didn't people gasp when you did that? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, well, oh, before that. So I took a picture of my hands holding her breast. And then I took a picture of me giving it to her doggy style. Oh, nice. And then at the, so people got a good chuckle out of that. Especially with the expression on my face. And then after that, I'm like, hold on, I'm not done yet. And then I'm like, I, I got off, I put my face in her box, and everyone went, <gasps> you took it too far. And then after that, I noticed everyone's like, oh, I want to eat a vagina. Oh, so you started a I trend. I started a trend, yeah. Nice. Well, that's good. Well done. A, yeah, it was a good Wednesday, I'd say. Oh, wow. You did it on a Wednesday, yeah, too. It was cool. That's one. That's a good way to spend hump day. Yeah. Damn it, what were we talking about? Yeah, how did we get here? How did we get here? Cancel culture. Cancel culture. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. I really hope that doesn't happen to us. Mm. You know well, what? Well, we never really, we can't really get canceled because we never, we're not, we haven't started. Yeah, we haven't done anything. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, okay, cancel culture. 
Cancel culture is ironically about to get canceled, I think. Whoa. Because think about this. Wait, no, it won't. Hold on. Have you heard of anything else from this guy? I don't think so. No. He just came in here. Let's cancel people. So do you think people are living their whole lives this way? Like a Machiavelli? Yeah, that's kind of a shady way to live. Yeah, I think they are. I think because people are that insecure. At the essence of this book, it's just all insecure. That's true because the whole point of the book is to maintain power, right? Yeah. You're insecure to the point where you're pushing that on everyone else. Okay. You're in like their insecure their insecurity of losing power is hey, I need to make everyone else just be scared so they don't even challenge me. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to even put myself in the situation. So it's like building yourself up the whole time. And it's It's like faking it till you make it and then you get there and then you fake it even harder. It's funny cuz he mentions how like when someone comes up the right way, yeah. They can hold power much easier. I know. It's like, well, why wouldn't why you even just put do it, that? Yeah, why didn't you base the whole book around that? Maybe in America, we deal with it a lot. If people people really want the fast and convenient option, when long term, that's not good. The way he said it was when someone comes up through the ranks, essentially, yeah. they're more secure in their position and are able to handle things more effectively. Talking about LeBron James. Yep. Yep, he came up the old-fashioned way. Yo, straight out of high school. The old-fashioned way. That is the real King James. He is. He is. Oh, look at that. That worked out nice. Yeah. But he's not Prince James. No, he's not Prince James. Nope, he's King James. He's King James. That's right. And you know what? It's like I, like we said earlier. If you want a championship, you got to go through the king. And you think the king, King James, when he loses a championship, you think he's not the king anymore? He's still the king. He's still the king. And then next year we're going, oh, you got to beat LeBron. Well, hey, we just won the championship. Still got to beat LeBron. You still got to go through it's, King. We're not even talking about you. All right, Toronto. I love you guys. Shout out Canada. But we still care more about the King. That's right. You know what? Why don't we branch off of this? Yes. How do you think LeBron James feels about that idea of that it's better to be feared than loved? Let me tell you something. I'm not putting words into King James's mouth. No, we're not doing that at all. So I can't, I can't even, I don't even know. I would like to hear him actually answer that question. I can tell you how I think about it. Yeah. If you care. No, no, actually I don't. (laughs) No, but look, I bring this up because LeBron, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. Perception wise. And we perceive that enough to believe he actually is that way. Mm -hmm. LeBron, he's outspoken. A lot of guys in his position in the past were like, hey, I have nothing to say. Let me just keep it moving. I want to sell my sneakers and win championships. LeBron puts it on the line. He's shown that, hey, I love basketball. I'm the king, but I'm going to speak my mind. He's kind of defeated this idea. Where Where's the fear? We love LeBron. So who was the king before that? Probably Kobe. And then before that? Yeah, it was MJ. We're only talking basketball, though, because you said all pro. He changed the mold for all pro athletes. Yeah, I mean, but basketball is like the main pro sport, you know? That's... <laughs> I agree with you, but I'm sure others won't. You know what, though? I feel like soccer is probably a very Machiavelli athlete-type sport. You're right. Isn't that weird? How so? Because I, I I agree, but I don't know why. I mean, what's the easiest way to score a goal in soccer? Penalty kick. Exactly. So, hey, the whole... Flopping. I feel, I feel like a lot of the games in soccer, let's do whatever we got to do to win. But, you know, always try to get a penalty. Yeah. That's the unspoken That's the most secure way. True. And then it becomes this competition of, 
the star it's like oh really your star player just fell in the box and got injured wow big surprise that shit doesn't happen in hockey though <clears throat> not at all dude is that just a different mindset then for a hockey player yeah hockey players are beasts bro yeah i know hockey, see this is where hockey players don't get no respect dude hockey players got incredible cardio incredible strength and it's not like you know how in football and soccer you get subbed in subbed out oh i play in football oh i only play i only play defense and soccer oh once you get out the game you're done dude no hockey okay you guys are off now you guys are up take a little break you're gonna go back in full speed people are getting checked dude it gets physical so you're saying that hockey other than basketball would be the least Machiavellian, Machiavellian sport. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah, super in a, similar. In a way, in a way. It's like, uh, I think it's five on five too. Isn't it six on six? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the goalie? Yeah, because the goalie. Three periods too. Yeah. I always, I'm curious, why did they settle yeah, on an dude, odd number? 20 minute periods though. Oh, shit. That's what I'm saying, dude. They'd be putting in work. And then, dude, they got like no teeth. Yeah, because they're Cause always be getting, getting like checked. hit in the face and stuff. Uh-huh. Hockey games are fun too. They are hella fun. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Let's talk about this one quote. Machiavelli says, men will not look at things as they really are, but as they wish them to be and are ruined. And are ruined? Yeah. He's saying how men see things how they want it is already ruined. Because of us not seeing things as they actually are. We ruin them. We're, we are ruined. Oh, like so we're, we're doomed. just we're doomed from the start. Yeah, because, because we don't have that ob objectional perspective. And what would that perspective be? And where would it come from? Well, when I read this, I immediately thought of women. Oh God, how so? Because we look at a woman and oh wow, like she's gorgeous. It's everything I want. And then because of you having this false view of her, mm -hmm. she ends up ruining your life. You, you not always no but what i'm saying is you because you weren't able to look at it for what it really was you missed what you actually could have seen somewhere else in someone else get it so you're saying appearances are misleading yeah so is that what he's saying that's what, how i kind of viewed it man can't see things for what they truly are men specifically yes is it men or man cuz isn't man speak of just humankind it's men it says men? Yeah. Okay, I thought you said man. No, no, no. Okay, okay. Does that mean women do see it for what it is? Yeah. Oh. I mean, that's how. That's what I think. He didn't bring up women. Huh. But it's definitely true, right? I don't know. Cause I how don't... many, dude, how many men get into a situation that they didn't see coming? Because they, they romanticized it. And you're saying women don't do that? I don't think they do. You don't think, but how, I thought, how many, how many wars have a, has women started? <laughs> Zero. How many wars have men started? Two. <laughs> <laughs> well, where are the two? World War One and two. Those are started by women? By men. Oh. oh, I see. I mean, there's probably more through, you know, history, but I'm just talking about like modern day. So how did it, how was that used in context? That quote? He's talking about basically criticizing all other leaders. Every single one? When you have power and you're looking at something, judging a situation, you're going to ruin it because you, you're seeing what you want to see. You're not seeing what actually is there. I think everyone sees what they want to see. You know what is strange? 
I wonder if people listening will understand. Dominic's a pretty straightforward guy. Uh, I guess. Like, I yeah. don't think you've been wrong about a lot of stuff that most people romanticize. Hmm. I, I can't even speak on that. I'm not sure. Oh, I'm talking about you. What do you mean you can't speak on it? Because I don't know what you're referring to. If there's like a sticky situation. Okay. You're probably not going to be phased. No, I will. It depends how sticky it is. Oh, yeah, it's true. I know with me, if I'm caught up in a situation, I'm not even paying attention to the negative. <laughs> and yeah. like, that's like good, but also like could be really bad. I can see the negative, but I choose to ignore it. You see the negative, but choose to ignore it. But that's healthier. Cause you is see, it? You, yeah, because you see there's something there. Me, I'm just like, okay, everything's great. It's super. I'm like, I'm good. And everyone's like, I don't. No, I don't think you are, man. And I'm like, no, 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 I am. Trust me, I am. I don't know. I jump into shit like that too sometimes. All those like heartbreaks I've had. Yeah. The heartbreak could have been avoided much before it happened. Nah, that's just trial and error. Okay. Then you bring up the whole, it's better to be, to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. Okay. So nah, you can't regret that. That's something that I think every person's going to have and go through. Here's something that's coming up in my mind that you brought up. You brought up the words trial and error. Mm-hmm. Machiavelli's talking about this idea of it's better to be feared than loved. But you have to experience some loss. And the loss is usually going to come from love. And that loss is going to make you stronger to prevent the love from failing. In the future? Yeah. So trial and error is necessary and probably only going to be reached if you take the loved approach rather than the feared approach. So... Objectively, I think he's just completely wrong. I'm sorry. I'm still processing what you said. Can you restate? Yeah. Let me break it down a little bit more. Yeah, do it. So if you're feared, you're basically saying no one's going to test me. Right. You're not going to improve then. Nothing's going to change with you. Right. But if you're loved by someone or maybe that love is translated into praise. Wait. Can I interrupt you? Yeah, go ahead. Because we're talking about leadership and running a, a nation at this point. When you say loved, you mean by the people of the nation? Yeah, that's okay. why I added the word praise. Oh, okay. You have to fail, in a sense, in order to improve. Yes. So yeah. he's wrong. Because well, if you're feared, no one's going to test you, nothing's going to change. Think of this. If you're feared and no one tests you and you fail, no one's still going to test you, but you know you failed. Right? Oh, yeah. But then you're going to present it as if you didn't fail. When you're ruling over that many people, they're going to see you as still someone who has the power. But you know you need to change. And whether you choose to act on that is... And everyone knows it. Not everyone. When, you're, when there's that many people, you can, you can persuade people to see how you present it. Other people, like the, the educated and smart, will see it how it is. But you can fool many people just because you have power. You said the people that are smart. He doesn't even address those people. Oh, no? Nah, dude. Cause he never he never mentions that you have to be smart to have to be in this position. So imagine I think the people that are smart It's true. The people that are smart honestly like saw Machiavelli or read this and go, Yeah, this doesn't apply because it's just not it's not needed. But that's a good point. You don't have to be smart to have power. Yeah, you don't. And it, clearly, he wasn't smart. He was just completely insecure. Yeah. He was obsessed with being fake important. 
he kind of brings up forth an ideology that I guess I don't want to say weak leaders would take, but influencers might take. You could say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Machiavelli unknowingly was just talking about how to be an influencer in 2021. <laughs> I like where this is going. Really? Wasn't yeah. he? Wasn't he though? Okay, hold on. Let me think this out because sometimes you say things and I really need to process it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. L- l- let me let me think on this. So Machiavelli brought forth an ideology for influencers of 2020. 2021. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's funny though, because it's like we don't fear any of these people. No, we don't. We don't. Because you know who the flip side of influencers are, I think? Comedians. Okay, I could see They don't it. care about being loved or feared. Yeah, they're just up there doing their thing. That's the antithesis of Machiavelli. What are you going to do? I think that for this to make more sense, though, we have to change fear into something else. Because like, no one's afraid of either of those groups. And Machiavelli, this whole time, he's just using love and fear to say, hey, uh, use one of these... So you don't end up being hated. Let's just take it's better to be feared than loved out of the entire equation and just say it's better just to not be hated. You know, a lot of people do hate me. Really? Yeah. But <laughs> like there's no in between, I've noticed. There's people that hate me and then there's people that just love me. Interesting. So I like yeah, I disagree with him. But as we were going on, we have come to the conclusion that it's better to just not be hated than to be loved. And this is in terms of 2021 and so, influencers. Okay. So here's here's what's going through my mind when you say it's better to not be hated. Are you saying, is it better to just be invisible? Not or, invisible. Or is it better to just exist? Exist, be yourself, and just not care what anyone thinks? Yes. But if we're talking about people who... You're you can, basically saying be authentic. Yes, but also... um yeah, actually, now that you say it like that, that does make sense to me. But where I was going before you said that was like them or you don't, they're still in your feed. You don't have to follow them. But even if you don't follow someone, they still make it into other posts. You know what? Okay. The whole it's better to just not be hated is just following a trend. I guess so, yeah. Because you can't knock someone for following what everyone else is doing. No, you can't, yeah. Unless you're the guy or or woman who is on the outside looking in. True. Or you just don't care. I love the uh, ice bucket challenge. ALS. How people did it, but then the flip side of that, people were doing the boiling water challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure ALS appreciated that one. <laughs> Oh man. I just that there was no I was going nowhere with that. I just you reminded me of that and it it made me laugh. You know what's funny? When people hate you, it is a little bit validating. You just mentioned how you feel people either hate you or love you, so. Yeah, and the From people experience you're saying you like it. The people because the people that express hatred towards me, I know, wow, they're really they're really wrong about me and it feels good. Like, for example, we had, we've, we used to know a couple people. <laughs> we used to know. And in that closing conversation, there was a lot of hatred, underlying hatred that I didn't even know was there. 
Yeah. And then, you know, when I expressed that hatred to other people that actually I felt like loved me, I felt the love. Oh, so the hate makes the love grow. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that's what. That, well, then, then this world will always have hatred in it. And that's good. <laughs> as long as there's love, there's hatred. No, but in terms of these influencers, it's like, oh, I just don't want people to hate me. You don't have real fans if people like don't hate you. True. You know? That's true. Because what is what is family and love if there's not hate out there? Yeah. It's fucked up, but yeah, that's really yeah, true. Yeah, man, go out there in the world and just make people hate you. <laughs> no, no, no. But what that really just at the essence of it is, is just be authentic and nothing will matter. Yeah. Wait, wait, no. Not nothing will matter. But I know what you meant. Be authentic. <laughs> the stuff that actually... I kind of like how you put that. <laughs> yeah, we'll just leave that. We'll just leave that. Yeah. Now. Say it again. Be authentic, be authentic and nothing, nothing will, will matter. matter. Yes. Because nothing does matter. Because we're all little specks in the universe. Yeah. The simulators are having a lot of fun these past Especially couple of years. Especially this year. Dude. Seven, like what? One weekend and the simulators are like, yo... It's going to be popping this year. <laughs> I saw a great meme actually for 2020. It was God playing a video game. And he like, we all have video games where we're just like, let's fuck up everything. <laughs> and he like <laughs> fucked up the whole world. And then it said autosave. And he's just like, <gasps> <laughs> that is a good meme, dude. Yeah. I got to get your, I got to get your memes. Who's your meme guy? Oh man. Oh, it's shout out time. It's some of my friends on Instagram. That one came from Lewis. Shout out Lewis. Okay. Um, and then we got this dude. He's on Instagram, Ooze Boy. I met him from my Bro, job. Bro, that guy. He's good. He's really he good. He has great memes. Those those two dudes oh. are really funny with their memes. So that's who I've been seeing my memes from. Yeah, I love memes, man. That memes are great. How we want to end this? Let's see. Is it better <laughs> to be loved or to be hated for you? Well, I got to say, I love the love. Yeah, the love does feel nice. It feels good. If you hate me, oh well. I, I just like, that's my approach now. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Isn't it good that you could say that? I just, I can't deal with that. You, why Why would you deal with it? It's not your business. That's what I'm saying. I just don't involve myself with it. If I yeah. feel the hate, I'm just going to disengage. In... Yeah. Okay. That's well, it. There's I... so many bigger things that are important that we all have to deal with. Not just, you know. Dude, there's no time to be, to deal with being hated. No. On the flip side, I just, I enjoy both. That's right. You know, I like, I love, I love the love. <laughs> I like really, the return that hate gives I you. I really love the love and then I enjoy the hate. Like most people, you know, when they get negative comments and they just focus on those negative comments, they go, oh yeah, it ruins my day. Why do they say that? Yeah. Well, if I see that, I go, dude, this guy, I'm thankful for that guy. <laughs> I am thankful for this hatred. This is validating to me. Okay. But also, I want to help them out, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't take it personal. Okay. That's good, too. That's very healthy. So I would say it's if you're loved or hated, just find the balance. Yin and yang? Yeah, yin and yang. Is that how we're going to end it? Yeah. Go listen to some yin yang twins. You're right. (laughs) Well, on that note, let's uh, say, say goodbye. All right. See you later, guys. See you. Bye.